Yo, what is good, everybody? God dang, it felt good to be back. Feels good to be back. And oh my God, do we have stuff to discuss. So anything interesting happened on AEW last night, right? <laughs> Give me a second. All right, good, just drinking some water. Trying to get keep my voice fresh and keep my voice from giving out because um, the reason I was gone for like a month is, first of all, I was battling a cold, not COVID. I tested positive two times. I did a test. Tested positive. It was a common cold, which I th- thought I got better. And then I had a trip to Europe where... I got an opportunity to go to Europe and do some sightseeing, do some uh, cool stuff and uh, some other fun things. And I did make, and I got a couple of ideas that I will be implementing to the show real soon, actually. But then, towards towards the night when we were in, like, Venice, long story, I might get into, like, I honestly might start doing, like, one or two episodes a couple months. Like, I might just do, like, one or two episodes here and there. That I just, like, go into my personal life and, like, it's not wrestling. Like, I have a lot of ideas. And I have a lot of cool episodes in the work. Um, There is a lot of uh, good episodes going to come your way. Because now I have uh, content. I have ideas. Now let's hope the time can be with me. I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I'm going to start talking to my uh, crew, to my production team, to my partners about and see how we can implement it. It's going to be a real cool, it's going to be some cool shit. So yeah, I I got sick again when I was in Europe. Still haven't recovered from that, but hey, I could not wait to just get back into uh, to this chair, open up this screen that I have in front of me, and uh, just get into it, hit record, and then just be able to rant and rumble, uncensored, un, unfiltered, uncut. Like, this is so... This is where I belong. I belong talking to you guys. I belong... Talking wrestling, talking literally whatever I want. Like, I love it. I enjoy. I when I I started when we started this. God damn, this podcast journey has taken us a long time. We started this with a friend of mine a couple, like late last year, early last year, middle of middle like towards March, I believe, for our first episode. We then continued continued into. <clears throat> early to mid mid this year we decided to uh <coughs> do a brand split he kept the main brand he kept the uh the sports stuff and i decided to essentially start from scratch and form this show and it's been great for me my friend had pers- like my friend came and decided, looked, did some soul searching and said that he was still going to help me. He's the one that manages my social media and gives me, he's like, 
one of my key members of my team that helps me run this, he decided to say, I can't, he didn't want to, like, do the actual recordings anymore, so, the, uh, Clutch Sports podcast is, uh, no more, essentially. I'm going to be taking over operations here. I'm keep continuing with the operations here. But that's the thing. We might have my friend on a show, on an episode. And we'll just like explain what really fully went down. Because I don't want to get into the details here without him. I feel bad. Um. <coughs> yeah, and there it is. There's the cough I was talking about earlier. So yeah. But damn. That thing's being said, well, let's get back into it. Let's get back into the wrestling world. Tonight, in a matter of, in exactly 59 minutes, SummerSlam officially starts. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I don't know the central times. Time, time's confusing, man. Jet lagged. Oh my god. But before we do that, I want to quickly dive into, and I will definitely dive into it more on future episodes. It might even get its own episode. I don't know. CM Punk is back. CM Punk has officially came back to wrestling. He went to AEW. If you don't know, first of all, do you not have Twitter? Second of all, are you living under a rock? If you're a wrestling fan and didn't know he came back, you got some mental issues, mate. Oh my god. The pop he got from the United Center was amazing. Best, biggest pop I've ever heard in wrestling. That I've been watching wrestling for a long time. I've, I watched the uh, WrestleMania 29. I've watched 28. I watched a lot. I watched most of I think the first WrestleMania, the, at least the first moment I can remember, I think the first moment I saw was 25. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker was an interesting one. And yeah, I saw all of them from there. So I've been a fan for that long. <coughs> and I've never hear, heard of Pop that loud. Maybe Edge returning at the Rumble, but... I think Punk's was louder. So Jesus, I, and look, for all you hypocrites and terrible people, persons that uh, are saying, oh, why would you cry? Man, if you're a guy and you cried last night, do not be ashamed of that. Please do not be ashamed. I I, I, I I was fighting back tears. Because the man is just... Essentially, for most of us, it's who we grew up watching. It's who we grew up watching, who we grew up idolizing. It was an emotional night. <laughs> the show itself is not great. Like, meh. I, I'm not, I don't have time to do a review. And look, I wish I could dive into it more, and I will definitely dive into it more. But let's get on to what's tonight. SummerSlam. I am excited. Mark, I can say this might be the best SummerSlam of all time. 
This might be the greatest SummerSlam of all time. This is going to be nuts. Wow, I'm so excited. I can I can barely wait. It's an hour away. Oh my god. Alright. Let's start. I'm gonna be giving you a small preview. I'm gonna be like giving you a small preview and a small pair of thoughts on each match. And then at the end I'll give you my uh pre- my uh my um my prediction sorry i t- toned out jesus christ i'm still yeah all right let's get into it the first match is a match that i don't care about one bit and it's going to be the bathroom break of SummerSlam. alexa bliss versus eva marie <coughs> <coughs> i didn't expect you know what i don't expect this to actually be a match I don't expect this to be an actual match in any sense. Eva Marie isn't doing much for in-ring work, which means WWE is using her correctly because I do not enjoy... I've never liked Eva Marie. I think Eva Marie's overrated. I think her Hollywood movies are bad. Her movies that she was in were bad. She's not that talented. In-ring-wise, the only shit she's got going for her is her her body. Which, look, yes, it could run in the Attitude Era. Having an amazing body was great for the Attitude Era and great for the, semi-great for the Divas Era. But it's not great for tonight's era, for today's era. Look at the women who are top class. As much as I hate to admit it, Charlotte Flair is up there. My wrestling crush and wrestling wife, Rhea Ripley, amazing, super talented, in-ring-wise. If you disagree, fight me. Bianca Belair, extremely talented. Sasha, Nia, Naomi, Alexa when she wrestles. Shayna Baszler's talented. You could look at girls like uh, Oscar, almost a superhero. Nikki Cross is underrated as hell. And the underratedness has to stop. She is talented. She can do things. She can win a crowd over. Take out Kansas City. Go back. Kansas City, bad crowd, dead crowd. We won't get into that. But but in their defense, WWE gave them a shit show. Go back to Dallas. I can personally tell you, I was there. When she cashed in, I was there when she won Money in the Bank. I was in the area when she won Money in the Bank. I was there live at the arena when she cashed in. Everyone outside of the arena, including me and my father, who could not stop talking about it. We couldn't stop talking about Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, getting um, the championship. And credit to Nikki. To... To come up with your own gimmick and get pushed and have Vince McMahon fall in love with it to the point where he puts the Raw Women's Championship on you is phenomenal. <coughs> Alright, so yeah, my let's be honest. My prediction is Alexa Bliss to win. Yeah, I don't want to get more into these. This one, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Here's the thing, I've been known on this show to say 
to say my honest thoughts. I'm a guy that, hey, if I don't like a wrestler that a lot of people love, I will say it. I don't like Drew McIntyre. I don't. I liked, I liked his run. Here's the thing. I don't like Drew the wrestler. I've never liked him. <coughs> but I respect the man. And I think the man is super talented. Yes. Do I think the man carried, w, carried Raw last year? Yes. But post-championship McIntyre is a mess. Is a mess. He's rambling promos with history lessons. No, let's be honest. His history lesson promos were a disaster. And now he's constantly threatening to stab people with his sword. And here's the thing. I'm saying I don't like Drew. <coughs> I, I, I don't hate Drew McIntyre. But it's not like he's one of my favorite wrestlers. And I'm not a McIntyre fan. I like him. He's a, he's, I mean, I don't like him, like him, but like, eh. I do like watching him wrestle from here. He could put on good matches. Yeah, like... Eh, I don't know. I might get hate for that, honestly. It's the thing. And I think the reason I'm not... I'm like... I, I used to like him. Here's... Okay, let me be honest. Let me be totally clear. I know I'm rambling. I'm sorry. I enjoyed his first... WWE Championship run from WrestleMania through Hell in a Cell was perfect. You know when WWE lost me? At Hell in a Cell. When they put the title on Randy Orton just to have him lose to Drew McIntyre a couple weeks after that. BS. Randy should have had a title run longer than that. That's when they lost me. That's when they lost me on the Drew McIntyre experiment. Because I think they could have booked it better. I think they could have had Randy have a good title run. Feud with Drew. Feud. Hell, you could have given Drew the title back at WrestleMania. At 30, WrestleMania 37. You could have done the thing. Instead. I, did, I found it pointless. Because... Drew's second title reign, eh, it wasn't as great. I, in honestly, my opinion, the most memorable thing that happened in the second title reign was him getting cashed in on at Elimination Chamber. And let's be honest, here's how they could have won me over and why they didn't. They should have. They could have won me back. They could have put me back on the bandwagon of Drew McIntyre. But they didn't. The thing that made me fall in love with him is that he overcame the odds. That was incredible. No one thought he was going to win the Royal Rumble. He did. No one thought he was going to be Brock, like Brock Lesnar. He did. And like, overcoming the odds should be what Drew McIntyre is. Like, that should be his gimmick. So, for that reason, I think Veer and Shanky should not have been banned from ringside. There was more value in McIntyre overcoming the extra odds than simply beating Mahal, which he's going to do. 
Drew's a better wrestler than Jinder Mahal. I think it's going to be a good match. But the way they're booking him, <coughs> they could have done it better and made guys... Because I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm the only guy or fan, WWE fan, that was super high on Drew McIntyre and they just, they lost me. They did. They truly lost me. With Drew, I'm sorry. Edge versus Seth Rollins. My God. These, I'm, you know what? I'm full of hot takes today. Best... Match of the night is going to be this one. The match of the night. Because it's the story of the year. It's been the best story on SmackDown. Better than Cena versus Reigns. (coughs) Yep, I said it. Better than Cena versus Reigns. Because this is long-term booking. Seven years in the making. 2015, Seth could have killed the man. He didn't. He hesitated. Edge comes back, and then the storytelling is perfect. Because this is just perfect. Edge's place on the roster now is not one where wins matter. He's a special attraction. Let's be honest. Wins don't matter anymore for Edge. His biggest win... Was the Royal Rumble in 2021. His biggest win of the year in this this year was the Royal Rumble. And that was back in January. Look at the important matches he was in. Lost to Roman and Dan. Lost to Roman at WrestleMania. Lost to Roman at Money in the Bank. <coughs> and yet that doesn't affect him because of the way they booked him. This is, shows that WWE, when they know what they're doing, they know what they're doing. Like, they really know what they're doing. (coughs) Here's the thing. Edge is a special attraction who can deliver a compelling story. A compelling story ahead of a big match. Rollins, on the other hand, is still a guy who sits in WWE's back pocket as an anytime title challenger. Here's another hot take. You know what? Screw it. I might call... Yeah. Yeah. That said, here's my hot take. Rollins versus Reigns will never work. Not not in this current landscape. They are both the top heels on SmackDown. Knowing that, Rollins wins, winning has less value with Reigns on top. Edge is going to win. I Mark, I'm pretty sure Edge is going to win. Let's go into the next one. United States Championship. Shami versus Damian Priest. I am such a big fan. I like Sheamus. This is tough for me to pick because I like both of them. Me and my dad, we went to Dallas. We've, we're, we're, I got him into wrestling. Like we got, wrestling has officially become our thing. We sit down every Monday night, watch Raw. I, we talk about it. Like, we could just talk. How we went to Raw together live. Greatest, one of the greatest bonding experience. One of the greatest trips I've ever had with my dad. That's not a debate. The greatest night of my life, actually. It was the greatest night of my life. 
My dad has two wrestling shirts. An RK Bro shirt and a Sheamus shirt. Those are his two favorite people in WWE. RK Bro and Sheamus. <coughs> so I have that. But Damian Priest, he won me over at WrestleMania. That being said, here's the thing. I watched him in NXT. I watched him. I couldn't get into him in NXT. I got into him in the main roster. That is the power. But here's the thing. Sheamus was really one of those men who lacked, I mean, who thrived in the Thunderdome era. And it's not because of the lack of crowd. But he got the opportunity to show how great he was. But his United States title run has been a hit or miss. And I'm afraid that, that may, they might do that to Damian Priest. And that's the thing. WWE does struggle with figuring out what to do with a person once they win the belt. I hope they don't do that with Damian Priest, who's done a great job. He did amazing. He's, he should honestly be considered for Superstar of the Year. So my pick, Damian Priest wins the title. Alright, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. A match I completely forgot was happening tonight. Sorry, I need water so my voice doesn't completely die on me because I want to continue making episodes. It's a shame that the Usos almost lost steam when they won the titles. The integrity of the family drama really died when Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy Jay and Roman all got gold. All got their gold and all got on the same page. It doesn't help that Ray and Dominic rivalry has mostly seemed to serve Reigns. It hasn't built up. This build up has been terrible. God damn, I'm sorry. It's, it's this build's been terrible. It's building up to Roman versus Cena. Yes, incredible build up there. Terrible build up for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. My prediction, Usos will retain. I don't see a team on that roster that can beat them. All right. This is a championship match that I am excited for and I am super excited. The Raw Tag Team Championships, AJ Styles and Omos versus Randy RK, versus RK Bro. There could be no more pointless result. There could be nothing more pointless in the in booking wise than giving it back to AJ and Omos. They're a great tag team act, but the long build to Orton finally embracing Riddle as his friend after RKOing him. The story is there to give RK Bro the title. Here's the thing, Riddle, Orton finally embracing Riddle as a true friend needs to have the payoff. And the payoff would be them winning the Raw Tag Team Championship. And plus, think about this, the result could be one of the loudest reactions of the night. (coughs) I could see that happening. That would be nuts. Alright, so my pick, Randy Orton and Riddle to win the Raw Tag Team titles and get a loud pop.
SmackDown Women's Championship. We get to the women's side of SmackDown. Here's the thing. There's one guarantee in this match. It's going to be outstanding. WrestleMania was, and I fell in love with Bianca Belair more after I got a sneak peek at the new WWE documentary, WWE 24, which is going to take place, which is going to cover WrestleMania night one and two. So it's a two-part documentary. By the way, I am not sponsored by WWE, nor do I work with them or for them. I would love to. WWE, please, I would love to work with you guys. I've loved you guys all my life, and it would be such a great honor. But yeah, I got a sneak peek. We, I saw this. I got. I saw a sneak peek of the documentary, which explains like the backstage things about uh, Sasha and Bianca's thing. And oh my god, I just loved it. Bianca is so talented, and she's <clears throat> she's incredible. Like she's really good. She's a great person. She's goddamn. She doesn't deserve the hate that she's been getting the last couple of weeks. That is some... Yeah, we won't get into that. But that's the thing. Belair and Banks proved their elite level skills mesh perfectly at WrestleMania. Having, here's the thing. They have, having even more experience working together can only serve to make the rematch even better. Banks winning the title back only makes sense if you're going to go for 50-50 booking, which, hey, WWE often is still, often still does. But Belair retaining makes more sense as long as WWE believes they can find an interesting new challenger for her and not keep running Carmella and Zelina Vega out every week after week. So essentially what I'm saying is if they want to push Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair will win. If they want to continue to push Selena Vega and Carmella, Sasha will win. This match has a lot of hype. I'm super excited. Here's the thing. I'm going to pick Bianca to retain here. It's a tough choice. I'm a really big fan of Sasha. I think she's doing incredible. I think she will be fine even though she loses. Yeah. The Raw Women's Championship. A match that... I kind of have a bias towards. You'll see why in a sec. Nikki, almost a superhero, versus Rhea Ripley, versus Charlotte Flair. All right. So, I'm going to be honest. I praised Nikki earlier in the episode saying it was great. Now I'm going to have to downplay on that because, let's be honest, it's me. I got to I gotta say it like it is. Nikki... Does not feel like a long-time champion. Her money in the bank cash-in was an incredible moment. And I'm so honored that I was able to be there live. But the almost a superhero gimmick is not setting the world on fire. I love it. I love this gimmick and I love... I'm so proud of her for finding a gimmick that she created. Going to Vince McMahon, who is scary to talk to. Apparently, I don't know. I have never met Vince. Who's, according to a couple people, very scary to talk to. And convincing him. And he loved the idea so much that he put a rocket to her. Attached the rocket to her and pushed her to the moon. 
But really, the world on fire, it hasn't set the world on fire. And when it finally runs out of steam, it's going to get bad quickly. Now I want to get into Rio Ripley. Like I said, I am a big, I am, I am Rhea Ripley's biggest fan. Anyone want to debate that with me? Please do. My Instagram DMs are open. Hell, I, I'm in love with Rhea Ripley. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to deny it. Call me a sim. Call me whatever the hell you want. I don't give a damn. She is my wrestling crush, girlfriend, and wife. I don't care. But like I said earlier... I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be brutal, brutally honest with you guys. Rhea struggled as a champion. As champion. And it kills me to say that she was not, not quite seeming ready to run with a belt. Here's the thing. She clearly... Though she clearly will be... She will be more ready to be... She will be a great champion in the future. She will be a great champion after tonight. You thought I was going to... If, if you thought I wasn't going to pick Rhea Ripley, you're out of your mind. For this second booking, for, this, for her second Raw Women's title run that's going to happen tonight, I do believe. She, first of all, they did something great. They established her as a baby face. Make everyone love her. And I think as she gets more main roster experience, it will get better. That's why I think you put the title on her and let her have good feuds. Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss, or returning Becky Lynch. Then yes, you could maybe continue. Maybe I cut the Charlotte crap. Cut the Charlotte thing. Please, no more Ripley versus Charlotte after this. I am tired of seeing that. Like, please. <coughs> like, Rhea could have some great feuds. She just needs to be... She could be an amazing... She could be one of the best Raw Women's Champions of all time. She just needs to be booked correctly. Yeah. And here's the thing. As much as it doesn't make fans happy, Flair is still... One of the best there is. And here's the thing. If we're going reasonable wise, I don't think she's... I don't... I, I swear to God, if she wins, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Because why? What would be the point? What reasoning could you possibly give me for Charlotte Flair walking out of SummerSlam Raw Women's Champion? Unless, unless you can confirm me, Becky Lynch is coming back on Monday or tonight. Unless you can tell me Becky Lynch is officially coming back. And she's going to feud with Charlotte and going to take the title off of her. Unless you can honestly show me proof that Becky Lynch is coming back, I do not want to see. And even if she does, I don't want to see Charlotte as Raw Women's Champion. I do not want to see. Like... It's, she, look, I hate Charlotte, the, the character. Alicia, I love, she's a great person. 
I I like her in real life. She's really nice. And, but Charlotte, Charlotte, like, but like the character Charlotte Flair sucks. She's entitled. She's a, she's spoiled. She's a Karen. <coughs> she's essentially a Karen. And there is no reasoning on God's green earth you could give me for her walking out of SummerSlam as a Raw Women's Champion. And if that happens, you will hear me either tomorrow or Monday when I give my SummerSlam review. You will hear me rant, all right? So my pick is for Rhea Ripley to retain. I mean, not to retain, sorry, I'm so used to saying that. To win. And if that happens, I'm going to be very happy and get a loud pop. It's going to be interesting. All right. Let's get into the final two matches. The co-main events of what I think should be the co-main events. WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Bill Goldberg. Here's the thing. As a miserable... As miserable an idea as it is to continue bringing Goldberg back to struggle to create a memorable... As... as <clears throat> let me restart. As memorable... As, as miserable... As miserable an idea as it is to continue bringing back Goldberg <coughs> to struggle to create a memorable three-minute match... It's clear WWE and Goldberg are content to continue doing it until Goldberg's three-minute matches look like the last time. He tried to go eight minutes. It wouldn't make sense. Here's the thing. It wouldn't make sense for Goldberg to win here. But it didn't make sense for him to take the title off of The Fiend. But it happened. Effectively permanating, effective, permanently destroying The Fiend. I said it when I talked about him getting released. I'm going to say it now. Goldberg is responsible for killing the Fiend. And here's the thing. I think it's setting off a chain reaction that eventually led to Wyatt and WWE parting ways. In a... Here's the thing. In the interest of a misguided shock title change in front of a paved stadium, it's going to happen. Goldberg's going to win tonight. I am almost certain that it's going to happen. And everyone is going to be, including myself, is going to be pissed. Goldberg is the, is the male version of Charlotte Flair, except Charlotte actually wrestles good matches. As much as I hate her and as much as shit I said, she can wrestle a good Match. Money in the Bank was a good match. Like, she could wrestle good matches. Name me one Goldberg match. Outside of early... like Name me a Goldberg match in recent years. You can't go to the Survivor Series Brock one. You can't go to Dolph Ziggler. Name me a match in the last two, 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 two to three years. That was actually good from Bill Goldberg. Don't waste your time. You can't. Okay. Let's get into it. The main event of SummerSlam. A match that I am personally excited. I am super excited. Roman Reigns is my favorite male superstar of all time. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. But holy cow. Let's be honest. Cena is here for a minute trying to pop a few ratings. While also getting... Well, 
also getting the benefit of doing a little promotion for F9 the and the Suicide Squad. What he is not here for, however, is to become Universal Champion. Where Goldberg could constantly beat, La- could, could convincingly beat Lashley, because that's just the kind of tune that WWE plays with Goldberg. There's a bigger story being told with Reigns, and a short-term title flip to Cena just doesn't fit. Here's the thing. Last night, SmackDown ended with a cliffhanger. Roman Reigns told Cena, it's Vegas, right? I'm going to raise up the stakes. If you beat me, I mean, he said, and I quote, I'm either walking out of Allegiant Stadium, Universal Champion, or I'm leaving WWE. And now look. Yes, I don't think it's... Here's the thing. It could happen. And that's the part that scares me. It could happen. I could see it happening. The Delta variant is getting worse. COVID, the situation with the Delta variant is getting worse. Roman's health has always been a priority. That's why he took off most of last year. He doesn't want to risk getting COVID because then he might die. Yeah. So he could lose. He could lose. I really hope it doesn't happen. But it could. But my prediction is Roman Reigns will beat John Cena. But it will be an incredible match. It will be the second. It will. There's a lot of great matches on this card. And look, yes, I did give you my harsh thoughts on each match. I think there's great things in wrestling. There's bad things. I... I just don't want to be the guy that just comes up here and says, oh, yes, this is amazing. Because I don't want to be a mark. I cr- Here's the thing. I don't, that's the one thing I do not ever want to be called, a mark. Because I criticize AEW. I criticize New Japan. I criticize WWE. How am I a mark? If you call me a mark, you have to have the boss to explain yourself. You do like That's my honest opinion. Like, this is going to be... Here's the thing. Which could... It's, it's going to be amazing. We have seven title matches with both world championships and both women's championships and both tag team championships on the line. Jesus Christ. I'm excited. I'm excited. We are now... 20 minutes away. Basically 20 minutes away. Holy cow. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. You know what? I'm going to end the episode off here to watch the kickoff show. Grab some bites. It's going to be a great time. Enjoy your SummerSlam, everybody. We will talk again possibly tomorrow for NXT TakeOver. Possibly even tomorrow for for a SummerSlam review. I don't think I'll have time to give you my immediate thoughts because I'm also going to be watching the documentary. Make sure, please, watch WWE 24. The part one comes out today after SummerSlam. Part two will be out tomorrow after TakeOver. Take care, everybody. Oh, my God. It feels good to be back. And, yeah. Peace.